This episode is brought to you by First Year Married. Check out First Year Married and get a $25 discount on your membership and a chance to get one-on-one coaching with certified marriage coach Kayla Levin at firstyearmarried.com forward slash JLP. That's firstyearmarried.com forward slash JLP. Jewish Latin Princess episode 98, Adina Mark Capon, founder of A to Z Events Israel. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast by Yael. Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women and from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at JewishLatinPrincess.com, your host, Yael. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess. I'm your host, Yael Trush. You hire an event planner to take care of all the details of your event. And you know what else she takes care of? If she's really good, she can navigate a lot of personal relations and emotions that any big milestone involving a family will bring to the surface. And that's an art in and of itself. My guest today, Adina Mark Capon, is highly successful at this and at delivering for clients the most stunning events in the land of Israel. Her clients come from all over the world with excitement and the normal tensions and apprehensions of not knowing how they will get it done. But done they will, at least if they work with Adina, as you'll hear today. She walks us through the beginning of her business and the natural growth process that has occurred. She didn't jump head on. She took steps, deliberate steps, to learn the ropes before she went on her own. And she has been humble and confident enough to ask a lot of questions along the way and seek advice, something we should all do. How does she make the final decision when she's wondering if she should take on a client or not. I wasn't expecting this answer, but boy, do I admire what she had to say. This and a lot more from mother, wife, entrepreneur, Adina Mark Capon of A to C Events Israel. Adina Mark Capon, welcome to Jewish Latin Princess. How are you? Thank you so much, Yael. I'm good. Thank God. How are you? So happy to finally get you on the show. We met back in Israel. What was it? February. We had the pleasure of meeting in person, which is we had a lot of fun, didn't we? And isn't it so funny that we met in person before we met online? Like usually it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. <laughs> so I'm very grateful to our dear friend, Rachel Moore, for, for, for bringing you along and so that we got yes. to connect and meet. Absolutely. Yes, and you are the founder of A to Z Events Israel, which is a boutique event planning firm. And you're... Your firm is taking the event planning industry by storm, specifically because you've chosen to focus on the needs and the requests of families who are coming from abroad to host their events in Israel. So presumably a very discerning group of consumers. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And, And they're coming from all over the United States, from Europe, South America, Australia. I really had clients from almost every continent all over, and they are very discerning. And they're also sometimes a little um, daunted, you know, it's just a difference. It's a lot of differences coming from wherever they're coming from. Right. Um, And they're so excited, so anxious to make their events in Israel. And yet, you know, there's a lot of, a little bit of anxiety and a lot of 
um, curiosity and wonderment. So I really walk them through and hold their hand and through the whole process to it's make it easy, smooth, enjoyable. So valuable for people, I'm sure. And we're gonna we're gonna get to that. And I also want to talk about the 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 consumers in a little bit more and distill it a little bit in detail. But I, I want to start with what spurred this idea in the first place. I think you had a background in interiors. What brought you to events and and, and you know and deciding to niche into this group of consumers of people who were abroad. What brought you to to events? Right. When I was in the interior, when I had an interior design business, it was when I lived in Long Island, New York. Mm -hmm. And then I made Aliyah with my family. So a few years later, um, I'm fast forwarding a lot, but a few years later, living in Israel with six children and newly divorced, Mm -hmm. I started to see from actually my brother, who was a tour guide, um, was getting a lot of requests from families who were coming for a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah. Mm. And I thought that there was obviously this um, clientele out there. There was a market out there for it. And um, while I there I was looking for um, something that I could utilize my talents, um, meaning like my talents in creativity and customer service and all the things that I learned with, you know, being an interior design. But also, the fact that I'm an American, I came from, you know, as they say, living mm-hmm. in Israel, um, and really like meshing into the Israeli world. So I felt like, how could I use both of those, um, you know, my foot, my, my one foot in one continent and one foot in the other continent, how could I use that? And this is, this is what it was. And oh, it worked. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. was what was your first event, by the way? Oh my gosh! My first event. Do you it was remember? a bar mitzvah. It uh-huh. was a bar mitzvah. Uh-huh. It was a bar mitzvah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's talk about this consumer: the good, the bad, and the ugly. I, as <laughs> as as we said, they're generally very discerning, and and sometimes they come very often. They come with a bigger budget and expectations to match. Was mm-hmm. it challenging at first for you to establish all the vendor relationships and source all the high end services and supplies that creating events with the level of glitz and detail that your sure. clients are accustomed to? Um, you yeah. know, sure. There's definitely some trial and error. Um, I have to say that I did when I starting out in this business instead of instead of really jumping in headfirst into the deep water and going 100% on my own opening a business. I did start out working as an event manager, as an event coordinator for various venues in mm-hmm. Israel, um, in Jerusalem, in Gush Etzion, another uh, two in Jerusalem actually, and also working um, for other people. So I really like honed skills and made connections and learned a lot about the industry. Smart um, on the way in, in that sense, and I was act- I was headed in that direction. Meaning it wasn't by accident that I you know took these positions working in the industry it was like you know with the goal in mind of. Of starting my own and so yeah definitely trial and error you know like you feel like you're using the right photographer and then you see like oh gosh no he's just not up to level or a caterer that just isn't the right um well the level of expectations as you know a, a high-end sophisticated new york clientele so a lot of trial and error m- meeting and trying and doing and and also taking um advice from people that i respect in the industry I, I found that, you know, people were very generous um, with their time and their knowledge and advice that they had for me. And I, I utilized it a lot. So so that helped a lot. And thank goodness, really, I'm at a place today where I feel like I, I have a great, um, let's call it Rolodex from the old days, you know, right. like a little bit of, of names, of contacts, of vendors and colleagues that I work with. Of course, 
always looking for more and I'm always finding more, but I'm really in a, in a place where I can, I can uh, say that I have what you need and, and the right one. You know, it's, it's, it's very good to hear from you that the, the, the asking for advice and that people are very generous because I find that to be true as well. And often we forget that that's a big part of it, that asking for help from other people who are more experienced, who've been there, done that, who are really happy to share the ins and outs. I mean, uh, I'm, I know people call me all the time for, you know, things related Mm -hmm. to what I've done in the past or what I'm doing now. And, and it's such an important part. (laughs) Um, we can't discount it. It's paying it forward is something that I learned from others and that I really try and do myself. It's um, a really beautiful way of, of being hakaratatov, as mm-hmm. they say. You know, saying thank you so much for the people who helped me get where I am. I want to help someone um, do the same. And it definitely was a wowed, surprise, it pleasantly surprised, and very, very grateful for the people that did that. There was very, very few of the of the opposite. Let's just say, people yeah. who were not generous. Really, everyone was generous and and encouraging. Um, until today, I, you know, support them and thank them so much for that. You know, in, in your line of work, and I've, those listeners who've been reading my blog for many years know that I've done um, a number, I, I dabbled into event planning for mm. for a number of years, and I dabbled into interior, I've dabbled into interior destri- design quite extensively, I do it on the site as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I know from my experience, and I presume it's the same for you, that this type of work is not just about granting your clients the event of their dreams, but there's also dealing with the emotional tensions and the family dynamics and the often not so pretty part of, of event planning. It's not all glitz from behind the scenes. Can you talk to that a bit so we get an understanding of what it really takes to be, well, you? <laughs> right, right, right. So there's real, I, I, I like to say that I've earned my... Um, my diploma that I can hang on a wall for family counseling. And, <laughs> um, and, you know, it's not all like, it's not all bad. It's just there. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes there's, there are certain sticky situations. Sometimes there are difficulties and it's a lot of um, really treading the line and being careful. And sometimes there's certainly things that are uncomfortable or not pleasant to deal with. But really for the most part, I have to say, whether it's, um, a wedding or a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah. And whether we're talking about divorce, remarriage, or any other sort of like family issues, I have to say for the most part, I feel that people are, they step up to the plate hmm. and they're, they know that they're at the end of the day, we're planning a simcha. And either we want this boy to have the most beautiful, memorable bar mitzvah of his life, or we want this couple to have a, an amazing wedding. And, you know, even with a bumpy road, sometimes I feel like at the end of the day, um, it always, Kind of work people step up to the plate that's the best way to say it people just don't you know they don't mess it up they don't ruin it so you know there's definitely the um challenging challenging um phases and sometimes you know long talks <laughs> um and and you know there's a lot of family counseling and, and being sensitive to a lot of different issues <laughs> it's good um, it's good you don't bill by the hour <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, 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 I guess it's, it's just really part of the um, it's part of the package that you can't be involved with families and people in some of the most memorable and intimate mm-hmm. uh, occasions of their life without being privy to some of the most intimate and private issues of their life. Yeah, issues and emotions. 
Correct. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so it's okay. It's okay. It's it all. Like I said, it really all works out. I've never had. Thank God, never had any event ruined by by God forbid, like any like family feuds or issues or or anything like that. Everyone really like wants the the final result to be happy. Amazing. That's so nice yeah. to hear. Is there yeah. a favorite type of event that that you know that you prefer over another? You mean like, do I prefer a wedding over a bar mitzvah? Yeah, something like that. Oh, no. I can't, you know, I was thinking about that the other day because just recently I feel like I have this like run of bar mitzvahs coming up like in my upcoming months of events. I've got a lot of bar mitzvahs coming up and I was like, hey, I kind of missed the whole wedding thing. But I like them both. They have really different vibes. With weddings, sometimes I'm only in touch with the bride and groom and I don't meet parents until very, very close to the end. Mm. And sometimes with the bar mitzvah, you know, I only speak to the mom and I never meet the dad or vice versa. So everyone, every each one has its pros and cons you know yeah yeah does it ever come up uh, the managing of the level of religiosity I mean that's a big one in 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 a Jewish circle right oh gosh yeah I I've dealt with like every sort of mix and match um (laughs) of families and religious backgrounds from you know let's say a bride and groom who um and the parents have like zero or very little connection to religion or vice versa you know Mm -hmm. very religious parents and kids who on the other direction i've had converts whether it's the bride convert or a girl convert i've had like non-jewish stepmoms um conservative backgrounds orthodox backgrounds and 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 hasidish backgrounds so you know and sephardic ashkenaz israeli american and all kinds of cultures so i you know really somehow figure it out either i know from my experience um from in life and in my and my past you know work experience or sometimes I've had people say to me, so are you familiar with these kinds of customs? Or are you familiar? I said, you know what? I'm, I'm not, but I'm going to learn mm-hmm. and we're going to figure it out. and It's going to be great. So it's always somehow worked out. And I love, you know, just pressing another sort of like religious story or cultural story off my list that I've taken care of and done that. <laughs> and I'm sure that's part of your success, that sensitivity and the the lightness which with you, with with which you take it and with the, the 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 desire to just learn and be part of it. I I I'm pretty sure that people appreciate that and that's why people from all levels and you know all yeah. types of uh, backgrounds and stories come to you. I think so. I really do. I think that when you know if if someone would ask their event planner, are you familiar with, um, you know, I don't know, or I'm a convert and how do I speak to my mom about what a Jewish wedding is all about? And if they become like, well, flustered or if if it becomes like too overwhelming for them, then that's, that can be really uncomfortable and that can make them feel like, how am I going to do this on my own? I, I need the handholding and I need the guidance. So yeah, just making them realize that everything will be okay. We're going to work it out. We're going to walk it through and that it's a wonderful kind of like, experience for all of us to figure it out together I do think that that's um yeah. it's a calming feeling for them and 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 they feel you know comforted let's just say yeah and it's a special skill that you you have it's kind of like therapy <laughs> definitely kind of like therapy yes yes <laughs> let's talk a Great. little bit about business growth because a to c events is not a one-woman show anymore I presume at what right. point in this journey did you realize or you made the business decision that you really needed to invest in staff in order to take this to the next level walk us through that growth process right well any any business owner knows that you know that their business is their baby it's like it's just a baby you know you plan for it and you 
put so much time and effort and money and thought and emotion and um, sleepless nights and sleepless days, right? Like it, that's that's just how we are when we when we run our own business. And then when you come to a point one day when you say, oh, am I going to let somebody else touch my baby? Am I going to let someone else help me take care of my baby? How could anyone else really do what I do? It's my mm-hmm. baby. It's a really, really hard decision to make. And then you just like kind of realize, well, if I don't, I'm not, I can't grow. You know, and thank God, like I came to the realization and, and through mentors and other people came to the realization that it's a good thing that you're growing and that you need to bring in another set of hands, another set of eyes and ears or whatever, whatever the case may be in each business. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, it's kind of like really the analogy of a baby. You don't just bring in a babysitter and say, have a great day. I'm leaving. Bye bye. You know, you teach them, you show them, you stay with them, you little by little leave them for longer and longer periods of time alone until you actually like really feel comfortable leaving them to do things on their own. So very, very similar way. That's how I brought in, um, you know, having an assistant and having an office staff and bringing um, assistant coordinators to the events with me. And it's a, it's a, it's a process. And it's also like, even that's an emotional process, um, as well as time consuming, teaching them, showing them, spending time with them. You know, it's, again, it's the training period that's usually the hardest. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's what, what we have to do to grow. Thank God. Thank God I have assistants who come with me to various events. Um, I have two two uh, office staff. One is a, a little bit more um, on the technical side because I don't know. I'm from the generation that didn't grow up with <laughs> social media, <laughs> social media and spreadsheets and all kinds of uh, intimidating things to me. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it's the best thing for the business. It's the best thing. People still see me and hear me and are in touch with me. But the, the everybody who works for me makes me look really, really good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that that's already a skill to find the right people. That's it's very challenging to re- find the right fit of team members. It is. It's it's a hard, it's a skill to find them and to be able to designate properly. Yeah, and yeah. to train them right. properly and make them Agreed. a real part of the team. I think so, too. Yeah. It's it. Is there a, you know, an event that you won't take that you say, there's no way I'm touching this? You know, um, I had a couple of events that for halachic reasons I didn't take. Mm. Um, one of them was, well, two. One of them was a, um, it was a marriage in a church. And an, like, in other words, if it was a Christian, this is according to my rabbi, and I'm mm. sure everyone will, you know, get different answers. But right. when I asked my rabbi, like a Christian marriage, like if they wanted to get married on the beach, for example, or in a forest, he said that would have been okay. But because it was in the church, he did not, it was not okay. Right, because according and, to Allah, we're not allowed to walk into a church. Yeah, and also because the, their whole ceremony... Like if you do a ceremony on the beach, then it's just kind of like, I don't want to say that it doesn't mean anything, but it kind of doesn't mean anything because it's just somewhere outside. Mm-hmm. But if you do it like in an actual like um, place of worship, it sort of becomes like a vodazara. Right. So so that was that I didn't take. And then there was another one where uh, a Jewish girl was marrying an Arab boy. Oh, wow. And, and my in my in my gut and in my heart and my soul, I didn't feel right taking it. But I said, you know what, I'm not even going to make the decision myself. And I asked my my rabbi, and he said no. So those are those are the kinds of events that generally I don't take. Meaning, like if there's anything halachic, right? Uh, but, other than that, it's hard for me to say that there's an event that I won't take. You know what I mean? Like I I, I haven't really come across it. That I can think of for any specific reason. Good for you. What a what a great lesson. There's just the fact that listen, sometimes we can't make this, this these decisions on our own. We really have to um 
have the humility to go and ask a rav or a rabbi, an expert um, who can yeah. guide us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My rabbi, like sometimes <laughs> I know when I'm sending him that message, when I go, hi, it's me again. I have a question. I know <laughs> rolling his eyes and saying, now what? Because I've had a few doozies. <laughs> Are you about to get married or in the beginning stages of your marriage? Do you wish you could recreate that first year of your marriage? Have a do-over? Well, listen up, ladies. I want to tell you about First Year Married, a six-week online course with certified marriage coach Kayla Levin. In it, you'll learn to master your mindset, create a marriage incubator, overcome your past, a powerful approach to intimacy, deal with the differences between you and your husband with a whole lot of humor, and avoid lingering resentment, all in six weeks with worksheets and prompts to implement those tools weekly and see results right away. Plus, you'll get support from Kayla and the private First Year Married Facebook community throughout the course. And if this wasn't enough, you will get lifetime access as well as a money-back guarantee. Invest in the most important relationship in your life Life, your marriage. Go to firstyearmarried.com forward slash JLP to get $25 off the purchase price. And if you're one of the first 10 women to enroll, receive a one-on-one coaching session with Kayla. Go to firstyearmarried.com forward slash JLP. years has it been Adina by the way that you've been doing this I'm on my own as a as a private you know business um owner entrepreneur it's seven years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if and if you look back to these seven years anything you would do differently wow um I don't know wow I'm not sure. Um, I guess I, it, as again, most business owners probably say this about themselves, but maybe work a little harder, hmm. maybe put in a little bit more hours. My other, you know, my other side of me says no, but it's you have to balance, balance work and you know, work and family, work right. and life. There's always that balance. But I, I, I think as a business owner, I always kind of feel uh, guilty that I can always do more. Huh. It's kind of like parenting, right? <laughs> Yes, guilty that we could that we could do more that baby again that baby analogy again there you go yeah so what's next what do you foresee for a to z events um i see a to z events growing i started off like i said about seven years ago very fresh and brand new and a new player in the field and in many many respects and i i've come a long way in a in a relatively short time. I mean, like in the world of business, I think seven years I've come a long way. I think I'm out there on the playing field with the best of them. And, you know, when people like hear my name, they're like, Oh, I know you. I saw your pictures on Facebook. And that's like, wow, that's cool. Um, and I, I think what I see myself is, is going in the same direction, just growing more. Meaning like whatever I'm doing now, doing it more and doing it better. Um, and I'm sure you also see this as well as other women business owners as the children get older kind of gives you that opportunity to be able to do that. Um, when I started out, my kids were obviously seven years younger and, you know, it's a whole different world for me now. So just upper, uh, up 
upward and onwards, Visit more, bigger show. and better. Let's switch it a little bit to the more personal. Adina, I'm curious about, um, you're obviously a very strong Jewish woman, very, you feel very strongly about your identity and your connection. Any Jewish women role models in your family that you could share something about them with us? In my family? Wow. Um, you know, my, my family is actually very, let's call it, you know, maternally oriented. The, the women in our family are definitely the leaders in our family. Mm-hmm. They're very strong, strong women um, from on both sides. My father's mother, her family came from Hungary. They, thank God, escaped before the war started. They came to America and with nothing, including not much of the language. And they built themselves up to be very successful business people and um, on their own, you know, with, without any help. And very, very, very strong work ethic and, and strong family ethic. My grandmother on my mother's side also went through a lot of pain and hardship in her life. She she lost two children. She was the last of her 11 siblings. She, she survived last of her 11 siblings. So after burying her husband, two children, and 11 siblings, she you know, would sit in the kitchen in her 80s and say, I had the most beautiful life. I have the most wow. wonderful life. And I'm the luckiest woman in the whole world. So... Very like positive outlook, strong work ethic, and family ethic is is what I'm made of, um, and I try and live up to them. So, yeah. wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Do you see yeah. any of your children following in your footsteps in some ways? You know, I have a couple of uh, I have five daughters and I have one son. Mm-hmm. So I have two daughters that are very, very, very artistic, like meaning like in paint and in art and in creating. Um, and I'm not sure if it comes from me or their father, who's also super, super creative and artistic, um, following me directly like into event planning. I'm not sure. Um, but, but I think, yes, I think that I can see them going into a creative, um, of something in the creative world and in the creative industry, whatever that may be. And, you know, I always used to say when I was in the interior design business that, you know, when you see someone who's artistic and creative, so it depends where you put them. They'll either be an interior designer mm-hmm. or they'll be an artist or they'll be a florist or they'll be a fashion designer or they'll be a, an event planner, meaning like they'll just be able to be creative and artistic in where you put them and in what they do. So that's, that is the direction that I see some of my kids going in. Yeah. And they probably have that entrepreneurial oh. bug that, uh, that, I, that, that I, I try and push my girls a lot to be super uh, independent and business minded. Yeah. Good, good for you. Yeah, I do also, although my girls are younger, but I also do push them in that direction. <laughs> yeah, like very, you know, kind of under the radar, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like our generation in a way wasn't pushed as much. I don't know. Generation oh, X, so what do you think, Listen, right? Yeah, Elle, I was not pushed at all. I wasn't even, I wasn't even encouraged really to go to college and get a degree. And, you know, um, you were I'm encouraged now, to get married. Yeah, I was encouraged to get married. And I did want to get married. I wanted to get married. And I wanted to have a big family. And I'm happy with the way things worked. And I'm probably I probably was forced to go into business for myself after my divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. Like I learned right. the hard way, but I'm trying to teach my daughters to to not get to that point where they learn the hard way, where they're forced into, you know, supporting themselves and being independent, but rather they choose to do it. And God willing, they won't be, they won't have the divorce um, issue, but no, but nevertheless, they'll be independent and entrepreneurial on their own. 
Yeah, I actually love this, the younger generation. I love millennials. I love, I, I just, I love I, that they, yeah, I actually do. They get a lot of slack, but I love that they, they're more comfortable with risk much more than we were and, yes. and just really doing it for themselves. That's a great way of putting it. And they're also more comfortable with saying like, I'm going to do balance. I'm going to do both. Yes. Of course I'm going to work and I'm going to be a mom. Mm-hmm. I don't remember feeling that that was such an easy choice for me. A hundred percent. All right, Adina, let's do some JLP fill in the blanks. And this is the part of the show where I'm going to give you an open-ended question or sentence, and you're just going to finish it with the first thing that comes to mind. All right. Okay, I'm so nervous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adina Mark Capon, and I feel most spiritual when? When I look at the sky. Hmm, especially you live in Israel. Come on, those beautiful blue skies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like seeing infinity. Yeah, it really is. It yeah. really is. My favorite mitzvah or one that I connect with the most is? Hachnasat um, Kala. Oh, how nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful because it's so connected to what you do. <laughs> really, really, it's it's, you know, I guess not a, not a coincidence that I was attracted to it. Yeah. Definitely. My fondest, yeah. sweetest Jewish memory is? Oh, wow. My fondest, sweetest? Mm. I think it sounds so funny to say this, but I think preparing for Pesach with my mom. Really? Yeah. Growing up in the States, right? Yeah, growing up in the States, it's kind of hellish, you know, the cleaning and the no no food in the house for a week and, you know, kind of just eating the scraps of the cabinets and stuff. But I remember like, I remember just really like being with her for like that extended period of time and having that feeling of like, we just did this. We did this. I sure hope my daughters can say this about me in the future. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just yeah. imagining them only a couple of weeks ago, just again, nothing <laughs> in the kitchen. They just helping out and nobody yeah. knows what they're going to eat tonight, but <laughs> we're doing the best this. memories are the ones that like come from not the best places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. I wish I had learned about Judaism growing up is that it's spiritual. Yes. So true. Yeah, yeah. They didn't teach us that in school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good that nowadays we have so many resources out there and we can really learn. Unreal. Right? Unreal. Yeah, yeah. When I give tzedakah charity, I like to give to? Mm, I like to give to somewhere that I know where it's going. Like, I, I'd rather give to a person or, or some small um, effort rather than a, a very, very large organization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Finally, I'm Adina Mark Capon, and today I'm most grateful for... I'm most grateful for my family. Adina, you have a beautiful family. I look forward to going back to Israel and actually getting to meet everybody because I've heard so many nice things about your family from you personally, and it just, I really yeah. look forward to connecting again. Me Every- too, yeah. Uh, please, God, it'll be very soon. Amen. Um, everybody, go follow Adina at, where can we find you? Um, on Facebook, it's A2Z, that's capital A, the word T-O, and a capital Z, A2Z, Events Israel, and and same thing on Instagram, A to Z Events Israel. And yeah, I hope to see everyone. See you soon. Uh, well, and now you know it, guys. If you have a simcha coming up in Israel, this is this is the lady to be in touch with. Adina, thank you, you so much. Yeah, thank you too. Thanks so much. I can't wait to see you soon.
Thanks, Adina, for stopping by. You can find her at A2ZEventsIsrael.com and on Facebook and Instagram at A2ZEventsIsrael. If you're planning a Simcha in Israel, I suggest you reach out to her. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. If you're in Houston, Texas, I want to remind everyone that this week, this Thursday, the 16th of May, I'm going to be the MC for a beautiful ladies' event, a dessert and discussion panel called Stories of Love, Joy, and Strength with Mrs. Sandra Finkelman, Amy Lerman, and Ali Katz, all ladies here that I'm privileged to actually know personally in Houston and their stories will be followed by breakout learning groups where we will learn the secret that your soul wants you to know. Sounds good, right? Head over to ChabadHouston.com forward slash ladies to get your ticket. And if you come, please be sure to say hi at the event. At the event, I'd really love to connect with you. And uh, I'd love to see who my listeners are if you're in Houston. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and rating on iTunes. It is the best way for others to find the show as iTunes will recommend highly rated shows to other Jewish women seeking good content in their platform. And if you haven't subscribed to my newsletter, head over to Jewish Latin princess.com where you can subscribe and check out new content as well as download audios and transcripts for these episodes the show i hope everybody is gearing up for summer we're already full on in swimming lessons mode and the like enjoying the warm weather thanks for being here everyone i wish you all a great week thanks for listening to jewish latin princess podcast if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe on itunes leave a rating and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question, or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit jewishlatinprincess.com.